Welcome to another episode of Millennium Live. I'm very excited to be here. We got a special episode today. We'll be talking a lot about, we're going to have a people talk. <laughs> and we're going to be talking about Thought Exchange, which is the world's first and only anti-bias enterprise discussion management platform. And to talk about Thought Exchange, we do have the co-founder and CEO, Dave Macleod with us and to also talk about their experience using thought exchange we have Arun Chidabaram people analytics leader at GEL healthcare welcome gentlemen welcome to the podcast nice to be here look forward All right so let's jump right in we have um, a good group of questions and dave i want to uh, put it to you first here could since you are the co-founder, CEO. Could you tell us a little bit about Thought Exchange? What is the product? Was it do? Who is it for? And what's the main problem you're trying to solve? Thanks. Um, I guess put most simply, um, a lot of people say the comment boxes in the survey is uh, where all the value is. Um, and the truth is that that's where people have a chance to share their genuine voice and what they what they think. Um, and the, the problem we're trying to solve is that when you reach out to talk to people 10, 20, um, 1,000, 5,000, that as you try to access the voice of people, there's a way that you need to um, understand those comments. And it's not just by counting the frequency of if something got said 25 times, it's therefore important. The truth is, and I wrote a book about it called Scaling Conversations, is that as a group, people share open-ended thoughts. They need some way to actually say whether or not they agree with those thoughts um, in a way that you remove some bias so you can figure out what thoughts matter most. So Thought Exchange is really a next generation survey platform where we, we ask open-ended questions and figure out what really matters most from groups of people instead of just you know what gets said the most often or how they rate um, pre-prescribed uh, pre survey questions that come from the enterprise. So yeah, that's in a nutshell. Arun might say it in a better way than me. I'm not sure. <laughs> thanks. Thanks so much, Dave. And yeah, Arun, uh, could you just tell us a little bit about your or your role over there at, at GE Healthcare and, and your experience with Thought Exchange? Yeah, sure. Thank you so much for giving the opportunity to speak. Um, so I, as you said, I lead people analytics uh, at GE Healthcare. I've been three years with the company, and I've been in the people analytics space for 15 years. I've worked at uh, Pfizer, ESPN, and Merck uh, in my prior companies. Uh, before I jump into the experience with Thought Exchange, I just wanted to explain, you know, the role of HR has always been important. I mean, it's a very important thread in the Nordic fabric, right? But over the last few years, since the digital transformation, most recently as a result of the pandemic, I think HR plays an absolutely critical role uh, in for an org's success. And when you distill the functions within HR, one thing just pops up, which is around listening and what employees are going through. And I think it's with this space is where we have engaged with Thought Exchange and have some very good experiences. So it's more around like, you know, what are employees feeling? What are they thinking? And what is that space like? You know, and that's where most of the companies are doing a lot of research. It's a very critical piece of the future of the work. So that's how our engagement is what I do. Hmm. 
Very interesting. So, so Dave, I'll turn turn it over to you again. How how important is uh, employee listening, especially now with this uh, new hybrid work environment in a post pandemic world? How is how is uh, how important is it to listen to your employees? I think no leader would argue with the fact that it's important to listen to your team um, and get ideas, both for two reasons. One is to like hear the best ideas. Every leader um, worth their paycheck will describe that they do not have all of the answers and they're actually um, put in place to help activate all the smart people that they've hired. Um, and so they need to find better answers, but then also everyone knows that if you include people in the decision process, they're much more likely to uh, fully embrace and and do the things that you need to do to move the business forward. These two things, better ideas, more buy-in and uh, result. This is something that no nobody would disagree with. Um, I think the thing that's new in organizations is that organizations became truly digital in the last three. I think we've been talking about becoming digital for decades, but during the pandemic, it became like, not that we we might, you know, 90% of our meetings will be face-to-face and yes, we check our email, but actually how do we communicate digitally right out to the edge of the company? And literally every company um, that has employees during the pandemic had to find a way to digitally access their employees. And all of a sudden, that created a network effect inside an organization that says, well, now that you actually can digitally connect with people right up to the very edges of the company, um, how far can we push this idea of what's the value of getting better ideas and what's the value of getting more buy-in? And it turns out it's not just the 10 people that report to you and it's not just the 10 people that report to them. You can actually talk to a thousand people or 2000. So is it important? I think competitively, it's critically important. Companies that understand this will leverage it and companies that don't will find less buy-in and worse ideas. And so they will just lose in the marketplace. Coming up from that answer, Arun, prior to bringing on Thought Exchange, what what actually did engaging employees look like at GE Healthcare prior to your Thought Exchange experience? Yeah, so I might touch on your previous question, too, if you don't mind, just to add a little bit more flavor to what uh, Dave was saying. See, he's absolutely right. And listening was, it's not like a post-pandemic kind of a deal. It was there before. What I've seen, at least, not just uh, the place I work, but in most of my peers, like large corporations, where employee listening was kind of on the prioritization pile, it was not way up there. It was somewhere in there. People said, yeah, it is important. I should probably thank the pandemic for that reason that all of a sudden has come right to the top of this whole pile. So every CEO is questioning, like, you know, what is going on? If you really look at your two-year tenured employee, even the place you work, these are folks who have never been to an office or never met people the way we met. So, and then when you look at the globe, like we are a global company, there are cultural norms, there are conditions. If you're in New York, if you're living in a studio, it's very challenging to work there. So when you really think about what goes inside, you know, an employee's mind, one word which really comes to the top is like for me personally is empathy, right? Under that you have wellness and people leader capability, but that becomes a, such a critical piece. And that's where, I mean, when you ask this question of how has it changed post COVID, I think um, it, it has come to the top of the prioritization pile and it's extremely, extremely important 
really listen to what employees are going through. So that's that's the piece which I wanted to share. Now coming back to your question around how we were like a typical, we are like a typical um, employee survey based where we basically, uh, in my experience, just not with G, even at Pfizer, it was the same, ASPN was the same. We had different instruments, but we would do an annual culture survey and mainly chasing the engagement of employees. Some places it was like Pulse, which you do four times a year. Um, company like Amazon, I think it does more frequently, um, but the, it was a standard way. That is one main mechanism to hear all employees' voices. Like, you know, that is one way of doing it. And then we have this, what is called like a mixed method. Like we would use some qualitative focus groups and, and a combination of quantitative. Some pieces were around like, you know, you would use text analytics, but that's not very mature even till this point. Like we don't use like, uh, you know, every forms of comments which come in. So the standard method was either you ask through a survey and like Dave mentioned, we never were rating what they were asking. We're just asking like most of them would be a Likert scale, a five or a seven scale. And they would say, measure it. And then you'll do the action plan and a reporting and so on and so forth. So it's a very typical method but in some places, the cadence was more in some, most of them, it was at least once a year. Mm. Well, thanks. I mean, thanks for mentioning that. Cause I know you, you did say previous to this uh, recording that you, you were working from home even before mm. the pandemic. And uh, I'm aware that thought exchange is a totally uh, remote uh, company. So with that being said, um, Arun, what specific value would you say that Thought Exchange brought to your organization over there at GE Healthcare? Sure. I think there are a few pieces, and if you want, I can double click on it too, but I'll keep it at the high level. First is, I would say, if you really look at a survey, there's a lot of work which goes before the surveys and created. If I take the annual surveys, there's an administration load to it. There is a whole army of people working around trying to figure out what the survey is, who should it go to, what the cuts are. Well, there's a whole series of at least three months of work which goes in. And when you look at a product like our exchange, I mean, that we completely cut that one off, to be very honest. I'm, not, I'm a big, big fan of service, don't take me wrong. But when you have listening at a frequency, which is much, much faster, you cannot spend three months trying to figure out a survey, right? at least at an annual scale. So speed is a very, very critical component which brings it to table. Second, I think it's very important to me personally as a leader is feedback is actually the most critical piece. In many companies, we ask all the time, we don't do what we did with their answers, right? The action, the feedback. So here the feedback is literally instantaneous, right? Third thing I would say, and the reason I say is like, I give a thought, I rate it, we rate it, and we see it. It's no more like, you know, waiting for a report or, you know, saying you wait for another one month or you get first some kind of a priority. It's, it's available to everybody. So the transparency of the data set is also very important because we are going into that era where transparency is going to be, you know, a competitive advantage. The third, I think, is, um, you know, I don't spend any time as an analytical person because, you know, some pieces of analytics, I want to like the system to the tool to do it. Because instead of me collecting to the data, me running the graphs, me telling that, it actually condenses so that my team is focused more on the storytelling part, right? So that kind of load is also cut. 
So I see a lot of advantages from that lens. And I think the fourth one I would say is at least from my experiences and my team's experience and my companies is you can do a live exchange. So let's say you have, you know, 100 people in a room, instead of sending for a survey, sending a communication, blah, 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 the whole meal, I could just say, hey, let's do a live event as the event is going on. And that actually charges people to, I mean, you see the results right in front of you. So I mean, on the same day, you get the results out. So when you think about from an efficiency piece, from an effectiveness piece, I think it absolutely is uh, extremely helpful to us. Well, Arun, you mentioned feedback, and I know it's very important to have feedback when implementing a solution. Dave, what is what is the typical feedback you receive from from leaders who have used thought exchange in the past, and and perhaps what what apprehensions did they have about running exchanges in the past, and how were those addressed in this process? And and maybe if Arun, you can add later on um, if you had any apprehensions yourself. Sure. So I think I'll start by saying that. Uh... We've been around for just a little over a decade, and that uh, 10 years ago, we brought this um, solution to corporate leaders and heard quite consistently, um, A, we don't really want to know what everyone thinks. Um, This is not necessarily a business priority for us. And B, the idea that each other would empathize and see each other's thoughts at what everyone else thinks, that's crazy. We also don't want them to know what each other thinks. Um, and therefore, you know, thought exchange will be a failure of a company because we don't, leaders don't really want to know. Um, and I will call out that many of these leaders happen to have a white skin color and happen to be males and happen to be sitting on top of organizations where they're sitting in a place of, well, as a white male executive, I don't feel like I need to listen to my company. People are lucky to have a job. Um, Fast forward, um, a lot of things are changing. The demographics of organizations are changing. Um, The impetus to have leaders that actually do listen to people, that's changed. But I think the most interesting aspect related to that is that there still are, I believe, two kinds of leaders in organizations. One that understand the value of, of reaching out and finding something out that they didn't understand and that they that's leader would say something like this um yeah i want to go ask uh, we have a we have a plan i really want to ask about perspectives related to this plan um because i know the conversations are going on out there without me and i want to have the conversation be happening with me so rather than have a thousand conversations in lunch rooms i would rather have one conversation where we can really talk about what everyone thinks and i really understand and if there's something that i don't know i want to be the first to know it The other type of leader says, I'm very nervous about the idea of asking an open-ended question, like what perspectives do I need to understand this strategy? Because I fear that too many people don't have enough information and they will share misinformation and it would be better to just maybe ask them after the fact. Um, And well, what happens if you find something that you don't like? Well, it's too late. We've already made the decision. Um, And so we don't really, you know, necessarily want to hear from them. And I would say that this is an old... old um, way of thinking, which is that you first, you senior leaders get together, make a decision and then market that idea to everybody else to get them on board. And the 
new way of including people in decisions is actually asking for perspective to inform decision making. Um, or as Arun said, you know, before you send a survey, you actually ask what are the main issues that we should be surveying about, and then you actually create a survey after after understanding. So I think that there's, I would be overly optimistic about the state of the corporate world to say that there's been a massive sea change shift and now every leader values um, hearing the voice of people to help check their thinking. But I would say more and more organizations uh, are understanding this value and more and more leaders are are just tuning into the value that's provided by saying, hey, we have a had many people roll out, you know, massive changes during the pandemic. Uh, using thought exchange where they found things that actually were huge blank spots in their plan that they were very thankful that that got pointed out by people but i also had other people say we, we would be terrified our organization would never ask a question like what perspectives do we need to understand as we go through a change that would be terrifying and against our culture so i think we're at a moment that organizations are changing but i don't think we're there yet yeah so my perspective is slightly different because dave uh, obviously meets a lot more leaders i've been fortunate enough to have a lot of good leaders. So, I mean, whether it's, uh, I've used products only at GE, but even Pfizer, and we use it. And the leaders, in my opinion, they, and at least my two companies, because you're talking on a much, much bigger scale and who we met. But for me, the leaders get it. I think the challenge in general in the world of analytics is awareness. The problem is in awareness. And what awareness creates is, it's not that the leader does not want to do or like the teams don't want to do. In this case, I'll give you three very clear examples, right? The first and the foremost fear is whenever you do analytics and HR, people think, oh, there's this, the fear of anonymity and confidentiality. Like they've said, they, they are. And genuinely, you should be. People should feel comfortable and they're not clear. They say that, will you know what I'm trying to type? And that's, that's actually more rather than awareness rather than they want to be defensive. They just don't know. So there is this education, you need to raise the analytical dexterity of a company. And that's an upskilling, which I think is required, just not in serving technique, but any other scientific reasoning you do in a company, at least in HR, that's my experience, right? So that's one example of anonymity to confidentiality. They just wanna make sure that are we comfortable in this space, right? The second thing is a good example is like the way thought exchange work is not like a typical survey because for in a thought exchange, the ratings ratio matters. Because your rating as on top, it's not like a like, like a scale, right? So when you see a small sample, let's say we have 10,000 folks and there are 2,000 participants, but they have 13,000 ideas. The train of thought is like, why is only 2,000 people out of 10,000? That's a very small sample. So that's not the way you really think about this product, right? Because you have 13,000 ideas and it's not the question of did everyone chime in because everyone has rated it but they didn't give an idea because you don't feel free to find give an idea, but if Dave gives me an idea, I will rate it. So fundamentally, it operates different from a traditional survey, right? So that is again an awareness problem. And the third thing I would say is like, they would jam in like 10 questions in the one exchange and you don't do that in an exchange. You ask, you try to ask one question and get ideas out of it, which is again, they said, oh, I want to add this. I want to slice by this report and that report. I want to jam in a lot of things. So in looking at all three, so the apprehensions for me is the root cause for that is like awareness. Because once you teach them what it is, once you raise a dexterity bar, then they don't have a problem with using a tool like this. And there is like a lot of work to be done in raising that upskilling, that thinking. And I wouldn't say it's just leaders. It's generally in general, it's the common population also needs to raise their thought. Mm. 
That's a good comment. Actually, I'd like to just uh, share an anecdote that's not, it's actually a good reason I think why GE has been such an amazing partner is that I was working with a different firm where they were talking, well, can our thought exchange have have 10 questions in it? And uh, typically we do one very good question followed <laughs> up with a demographic question, but yeah, what do we want to ask? Well, I want to ask, do people have a friend at work? Well, why do you want to ask that? Well, you know, are they happy with their job? Okay, well, why do you want to ask that? Uh, do they feel like they have the tools and resources that they need? Okay. Um, keep going. And after we got through like nine questions, I said, well, why, why do you want to ask all of these questions? Um, and they said, well, you know, we just had, you know, a large group of engineers leave overnight uh, a few days ago. Um, and we don't know why. And I said, well, you know, you can ask that. I'm like, sorry, what? This is to your point. <laughs> so we can, yeah. I mean, you have hired intelligent people in your organization. All of them know. So I know all of them know that this very large group of people just left overnight. And so you can ask the question, to the best of your knowledge, why do you believe this or this group of people has left? And they said, wow, you can ask that. And in their mind, they were devising a 10 question survey to try to get to this data that would sort of infer the reason why. Whereas actually it was a long premeditated attack on a, this company had actually been looking at these people for a long time. And there was a company, there was been a year in the making and they actually had approached almost everybody in the company. And there's a whole reason why it happened. Um, but they just didn't think to ask everyone why. Um, and so that's actually the awareness shift that's happening. You can actually ask people and GE is asked, asked questions pointed like this, Hey, there's an issue. We'd like to ask thousands of people why this why do you believe this is happening so we can get to the root cause and maybe not hire an expensive consultant to spend 18 months getting at a root cause, but maybe spend 10 days just getting people to tell you the answer. So I agree with you. It's an awareness um, issue fundamentally. Yeah, just being aware. It's well that that's that just creates um and provides just extraordinary actual thoughtful discussion <laughs> and, right. and 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 gaining insights to actually the probably the more complex reasons behind your employees so arun what, what in product tools do you think that are 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 do you gain most value from and 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 your turn and your partnership with with thought exchange um, as I said earlier, right, I mean, it scales down the work my analytics team does because it has an inbuilt right-of-way report. Literally, I mean, when you an exchange ends, it automatically, the same second, it generates a report. The user interface is pretty cool, actually, because you could see by teams, um, you know, how it, I mean, they have an AI-generated team. And I've told Dave this, that, I mean, it does a decent job, but it does, it's, it's, there's still room because, you know, my personal company lingo, there's no way that thought exchange will know. So the ability to go in and tweak those themes is very, very easy for us. So we just come back as a team. You spend maybe a couple of hours and the entire study is done. Um, and a third thing I think I, which I really like is like when you do these kind of exchanges where you get comments, right? When you have text, um, you ought to be very careful about you know, names and, you know, there'll be some people not at least in G, I've not seen this, but, you know, people might have swear words, they might have wrong intentions, they might have a very myopic view rather than understand the big picture. And it has a very solid moderator. And what a moderator does, it's an AI based, it has some fantastic exclusion criteria. So things like name automatically pops up, it comes to my team or whoever is moderating, like a few folks, who have full access. So what it does is says that, hey, Arun, uh, these five comments, name popped up. 
just take a look at it at the, at which point i have a choice to push it back into the system or saying that well that was not appropriate we take it out i think that is fantastic right because it allows me to do that and i think it's doing a very very good job and it i think if i'm not wrong david it 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 learns a lot every time it is doing this work so i think um ease of use of uh, the reports um uh, um transparency to the whole user group not just me it's not like it's, it's, it's already democratized the reporting and the fact that it has a very powerful moderating technique which is very critical in events like this so those would i would say are the ones which i have experienced and dave i might have missed i know you have more product updates and stuff you know i'm always it. fascinated to hear directly from you that's fantastic <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean that that's it sounds like thought exchange is an awesome tool to use in in terms of getting that insight that you need right away Correct. especially for, especially for a large organization with perhaps thousands of employees who are and, and and trying to make sense of it all is very important you know in order to lead so mm-hmm. you know Dave I, I want to hear your thoughts maybe a little bit more about you know what what other tools and other insights may be um, used uh, by um, those who are interested in using Thought Exchange as a solution? Um, what uh, what 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 else have we have we not mentioned yet that Thought Exchange could really help organizations uh, in terms of people analytics and HR? So I think something that we haven't touched on is is what I call so what. Um, and so I do think that there is a there's a, a growing practice in all organizations, which is business intelligence as it relates to finding data that is starting to, to suggest, you know, you might find out that this big group of people have left your organization. Well, there's people building platforms that are actually by observing how they're working and by they're going to predict that this organization might be starting to actually um, have some retention issues or you've run a really great quantitative survey. And the quantitative survey is benchmarked across other organizations and says, suggests, here's an issue that you have, um, and now so what? And right now, what happens in that moment in most organizations, they say, well, now we need to go and have working groups and tiger groups or hire consultants or spend, oftentimes, by the time it took to get the survey results, and then by the time you get to the so what of the survey results, and then you sort of spin up an action team to do something, you're sort of six, 12, 18 months later and the change by that time, we're in a different pandemic and something has happened that it becomes really um, an issue. Um, so the thing that I um, I love when NGE has absolutely done this, which is, hey, we found an interesting quantitative result by something that we'd like to look into and Thought Exchange can actually say, great, let's actually go, go to people, 10, 100, 1,000, 10,000, and say, as we all know, we just had a quantitative research project and we're rating a little low in the following area. What are some ideas of things that we could do to implement and actually solve this problem? So you can actually leverage the tool for the so what that comes after um, finding something out from a data source like a quantitative save survey or um, sort of a next generation analytics platform that is going to indicate you have an issue. So what? Well, let's go. You can either hire expensive people to study and have groups and come up with very expensive reports or you can just go ask a thousand people to give you the answer what do you believe would solve this problem and it turns out people by and large can help solve the problem because that's what they're hired to do so and that's not necessarily i call myself a recovering consultant but it's not necessarily anti-consultant i believe consultants have specific value in an organization but 
the idea of going around if, if the consultant's only job is to go and ask hundreds of people how to solve a problem and then report back i think we can thought exchange is a really good job of of that sort of business what were you going to say around? Yeah. yeah i completely agree with that because we did one example what it does is just just not a exploratory you know i want to know what's going on with you guys or gals right that's not what it is i mean it, it could, it's used for that but one example i can clearly remember is when we did the culture survey we kind of had four cohorts of people right there's four cohorts the first cohort were group which was scoring high last time and actually increased there's a group which scored high but it decreased and then which are, there's a group which is scoring low last time, which they are not engaged enough, and they're still going down, which is like the worst combination for us. Like, why would we want to basically get them up and make sure what exactly is happening? And then we had a group which was scoring low last time, they're not engaged, but this time they got engaged. So something good happened. So you have like four cases, and you don't want to ask one question to the entire four, because the four groups have different characteristics. What we then did was we actually had separate kind of thoughts pointing at these four groups to figure out why the heck did you go down? What went wrong when there was a group which was down like you, but it went up? So you see differences between there and that actually is powerful too. So it just not stops at like finding where the problem is. It actually goes deeper and deeper and deeper. Now, the action taking is nothing to do with thought action. You know, this is another thing. In fact, I have, my full support for every survey company, like in all the big companies to write. Because what happens is the survey does its job and speed, obviously not. I think I'll give credits to the thought exchange piece and like all the other pieces. Let's say we take thought exchange. It comes to the root problem. Now taking an action is, is not thought exchange problem. You have to take that action in order to, if it works or not. And sometimes in this, like taking the action, and I always call this like the last mile problem which is like, we get to the output, we don't convert it to the outcome. And in that, what the people say, oh, thought exchange is not good, that survey is not good, A group is not good, Gallup is not good, blah, blah, blah. So I think you gotta be very clear on what its intent is, what it gives, but there's a lot on us to make sure those actions are taking place and we are measuring the impact of those actions so that it creates business outcome. So I just wanted to highlight that piece uh, which is very, very important to, uh, for the audience to know. Yeah, I think that's, I think a comment on that, that is something I spend a lot of time thinking about is when you actually go into the, well, why, why didn't you take the action when you f found out, you know, so many people, I'm really interested in, I've, I've, for example, found something that you can correlate if you ask somebody for a, um, an idea to improve a situation. And then you've also asked a quantitative question asking basically how happy are they? How likely are they to stay in the organization? Mm -hmm. Um, but oftentimes there's a bias in a leader's mind that says, oh, well, these are all the ideas to improve the organization that are from the upset people and they're going to leave anyways. And so I'm going to sort of, no, I won't take those actions because I'll kind of discredit those thoughts. Yeah. And I found each time we can actually create a validation that says, actually, let's look at a cohort of people that are very happy and they want to be here next year. And imagine right. that you now had a hundred of these people in your office and they were saying to you that they agree, here are three actions you could take to solve this problem. And that leader then all of a sudden goes, well, geez, I had never thought of it that way. Right. Now it's all of a sudden valid. It's not the complainers or the people that are just trying to destroy the company because they hate us. It's actually right. people trying to build. So you sometimes have to make connections between people to get right. their support. Yeah.
Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, in fact, we have a lot of folks who like work really hard and like talented and like, you know, and you're absolutely right. We want to hear, that's why this is the group which was scoring high and went high. What happened there? Well, that's really good to know. And also the group which is not scoring high, but went high. That's also interesting because that's the progress. That means the actions we are taking are making an impact, right? And that's why they're going up. So it is actually, you throw in positivity because we all do a lot of hard work and that's that shows in our results. So not to like, you know, boil this point, but I think it's uh, just not like asking and getting to get a feel, but you can even go closer to your uh, root cause and solving the problems. Yeah. That's incredible. I mean, this is the very valuable conversation too, by the way, that we're having just to, um, you know, get the insights uh, that, you know, thought exchange provides and hearing it directly from you Arun is is really fascinating I'm just here listening just <laughs> how um how fascinated our the rest of our audience will be so sure. I want to thank you both for your time I I can't let you go though because I we always like to talk on Millennium Live about the future and and where we see products going so I want to I want to make sure I hear from both of you I'll start with you Arun about you know your your partnership going forward with thought exchange and and how you hope to use thought exchange in the future and how it's going to impact productivity and empower you to do your job better and if there's any other processes that you know to use thought exchange for the future what do you think the best tool is my thinking is around around like what because we still don't know what the future of work looks like i'm assuming i'm smart enough to say it's it's going to be a hybrid world right so my whole essence, as I say, that's why the word empathy for me is very important as a leader. Um, and my pieces will be surrounded around that, having a strong employee listening strategy and, and thought exchange plays a big, big role there, right? Now, whether it's productivity, it's like, you know, engagement, whether it's like retention, whatever the outcome is, that's not, I'm not worried, but more so, uh, do we have a clear listening strategy? Uh, are we listening to the right signals? And then are we able to like, you know, help our employees like achieve? So it could be an experience related. Uh, it could be a retention related. So the outcome could be many fold, but the crux of this is like, do we have a very clear employee listening strategy? We are not there yet because we are going in the right direction, um, but I'm sure we will be there soon. So that's exactly what my head is spinning and how these kinds of tools. Again, wellness will be another factor. There are many pieces of it, but you have to have some kind of a governance, some kind of have, you know, methodology and how you're applying the cadence of it. That's where we'll be spending more time. Yeah, that's great. And, and Dave, uh, just to hear from you as a, as the CEO, you know, how do you, how do you think thought exchange will impact productivity and empower leaders like Roan and their decisions that they have to make for their workforce in the future? I always get compelled by future questions because I think um, I always want to skip to what I believe to be a, um, a very reasonable future that uh, I think a lot of the uh, problems that face organizations is something that um, the technology is able to start to detect more and more problems. And I think that you can detect that in a lot of ways, whether it's just business workflows or customers actually um, behaving in particular ways that show an issue in the business. Um, and I think that people will maintain themselves as a really important part of businesses moving forward. And I think that the, the opportunity to actually connect 
when the customers start experiencing an issue, customers are experiencing a problem. And that actually is able to create a direct line that then says, yeah, we now need to get voice into this problem. That, that that will actually start to be a leader. That'll be the first thing that happens is a customer will start to experience something and the people that are actually meant to solve that problem will be triggered to say, yeah, here's some ideas I have to solve that. And the management's job will be to actually catch up to that. Um, that's I, that's what I believe to be the um, structure of the future as opposed to the many systems have in place data that comes in that then actually feeds up to senior management senior management's meant to actually digest and do something and then hire something and bring it all the way down and get it up to the front lines to be able to actually make some difference in how we're creating products or how we're serving customers so i think that there's a huge future opportunity where yeah, there's a problem from a customer and there's people that solve those problems and gathering those voice can start to accelerate and then the management will be a bit more of a capacity building um, effort. So that, that's where I believe this is all, all heading is where people are going to be trusting their employees more and more to solve problems and, and leadership will be more like capacity building organizations to be able to empower those people to solve those problems as opposed to seeing themselves as the problem solvers themselves. So that's where I think this heads. I think voice is the critical element to help solve those problems personally. Well, it sounds like you're committed to to really doing that and and getting that voice uh, of the employee. So I want to thank you both for your time today. It's been great to have this conversation. Arun, Dave, thank you so much for joining Millennium Live and hope to see you guys soon. Thank you very much. Thank you, Connor. Take care.